We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! All right, unspoken words, episode 36. Everybody that entered the 36th chamber. All right, over here to my right, we got shooter JC McGavin in the house, holding one, your favorite Indian. Say what's up. What up, what up, what up? What's up? And then over here to my left, we got the headman dancer of the Alley of the Chiefs, Pod Gotti, Randy B. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Take his phone away. I know. one of those little sleeves on the door. We just all put our phones up. I'm sorry, guys, man. That's what I do to the kids at our day camp. Anyway. And it's me, your one and only MT Barrow from Arrow Creek. Nothing but blanks. What's up? Blank stage. Stank <laughs> blades, mo hugs, not drugs. Blank blades. Oh, bang. oh, thank you. Thank you Pop. for having me. <laughs> chick, chick, blow me. It's good to see all of you. <laughs> it is good to be seen. Hold up. Uh, before we go any further. Hey, hey. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> We got a we got a hoe in one. We got a, oh, yeah, a hoe in one. A hoe oh, in one. Hoe in one. By our very own shooter, J.C. McGavin. Useful shot. Useful, <laughs> Useful shot, sir. Useful shot. Clap, clap. We want to hear the story, man. Tell us what happened. Okay, so. Ah, hey. Hoe in one. Pacala. Okay. Was that mini golf too? Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that Geyser Park? Straight through the clown's mouth. <laughs> How much your membership cost at Geyser Park? You're going to die, clown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get to get on the uh, little bumper boat. <laughs> Plus, they changed Geyser Park. There's no bumper boats, there's no go karts. It's kind it's of boring. Golf. It's just golf and uh, an arcade. They changed the location. Yep. Like, what, what's in the arcade? Uh, they got like all their driving, like racing games, like some basketball shoots, and then like some gambling type of deals. Kino machines for kids. And then like their party room was like half of this room right here. They're barely anybody fits in there. Man, they really. Why do they it. even open? I, don't know. I wonder why they got rid of their go karts. And the go karts are hot. I don't know. Those are fun. They're fun. I mean, I drive one every day, but. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> what the fiat? Okay, hole in one. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. so okay, yeah. Um, let's see. It was on Fourth of July that day, and mm. I was, oh, of course, Independence I was, Day fireworks. Boosh, 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 boosh. And I, I was by myself. And the funny thing was, is that <laughs> the one, the one before that, the hole before that, I was trying to putt, and then man, it got all windy. Like it was gusty. Yeah. And I putted, and it was going right there, and then that wind hit it. Uh. Like, oh man! And I was getting all sour about it. 
So I go to the next one and I turn the corner. It's that one. Remember where the tee box is right by the light by the um, by that baseball field. Oh yeah, the like street? Monad and Twentieth. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's going up that hill. Yeah. And the wind, by that time I made that turn, the wind was right at my back. And I thought, oh, man, I don't want to hit it over. So I dropped it, didn't use a T, used the P wedge. Nice. And I hit it. And it, it, my line of sight, it just it didn't go this way or that way. It just went perfectly straight. And I could see it. And it hit the front. And it started to roll up that hill. And I thought it went over because it disappeared. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, you know, it ain't going to be that bad. If it was rolling, it should be just on the other side. Yeah. And I go up there, and I look on the other side, and it's gone. And I thought, no way. So I went over there, and I looked, and sure enough. Uh, ding, 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 uh, ding, 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 I walked up there, and I was by myself, and I looked down, and, man, I just threw my hands up in the air, and it was, yeah, woo! Yeah, victory. Yeah, you you should have went... Freedom! <laughs> I did my shooter McGavin guns. <laughs> and uh, then I, then right after that, I was still going, and my dad called me, or shot me a text and said, I got my clubs. He goes, let's go, let's, let's play. And I said, okay. And I was telling him about it, and he goes, man, did you get to have a witness? And I said, nope, God was my witness. Yeah. God is my witness. God was my witness. It was crazy. That's freaking awesome. And then he... I was still playing that ball, and he goes, you should keep it. And I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So I, 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 I took it out of there, and I stopped playing it. I was like, whatever, nice. I'd lose my hole-in-one ball. So I wrote on it. I wrote the date. I wrote where I was, what the hole it was. And nice. I kept it. Yeah. Nice. It's one of them uh, sniper balls, too. Remember those red ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one when you look at it, you can't see the little grooves? Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like a circle like ball. A, yeah. The, the, those are cool. They're like weird. What does that mean? Just the that you can't see the dimples just because of the color, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That is like a special. I don't know. Might be more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, too, because it went up, and then I, I don't know if it was the wind or the spin or what, but it looked like it hit like the, like a, like the ceiling. Cause it went, all the elements what? were perfect. Yeah, because it was going up, and then all of a sudden it just kind of, you can see it change oh. directions, and it came straight down, and then it rolled the straight. It was blowing at 13 miles an hour to the west. To the <laughs> west from, no, actually it was going to the north. JC Shooter McGavin was at the hole. No T. Shoots. No I never tea. And, and what's it looks funny? Good. Shoots. It looks good. Pulls out his P wedge. Makes it looks like it got the range. Golf lap. <laughs> it's on the green. It's rolling. It's rolling. Disappears. Where did it go? Goes and it's in, in the hole. Goes in the hole. Useful For shot. For the ace. Useful shot. <laughs> <laughs> For the ace. <laughs> Yeah, I got to share that story because I, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. But after that, man, I was just like, man, I'm going to go around again. So every time I go to that whole sense, yeah. I do the same thing. I don't use a T. I just drop it. Yeah. I use the P wedge. And, I've, I mean, I've hit the green, but I've never come even anywhere close to where. <laughs> now you're trying. Uh. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Trying to recreate that magic. But That's freaking awesome. It's pretty cool. And, like, I've heard other stories that's like that. Like, hole-in-ones at par three. I said I just hit it, and then like it disappears, and then they're looking for it, and then like it's in the hole. Like what? Yeah, I, I, and I thought you know it w- didn't go that far. If it rolled, because I saw it rolling up. Yeah. And then it just disappeared, and I thought it went over that because it looks like it's elevated. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it kind. Of, there's a little hill on top. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Looked like it disappeared. That's awesome. Awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> too many. 
Too many Lulus for that one. Uh, yeah. No, that was cool. So uh, congratulations, sir. Oh uh, yeah, if I didn't say it already. Oh <laughs> uh, hey, Shooter McGavin. Uh, hey, <laughs> hole in one. That's awesome. Yes, sir. That now, is awesome. That's more more motivation for me to get out there with you. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta get that done. Okay. We got a, I got a little icebreaker for you, gentlemen. <clears throat> and here we Let's go. go. This game is called Two Truths and a Lie. I'm going to tell you two truths, and I'm going to tell you a lie. Mm-hmm. And you, both of you guys, you'll have an opportunity to guess which one is the lie. Okay. And I'll we'll go around the horn. So, here we go. <clears throat> uh, let me see. We'll start out with... Well, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. <laughs> um... So, okay. I love hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look like you wanted to laugh for Just the water. Um, I used to raise huskies. What else? One more final one. And that is... Um, I graduated in 1997 from high school. So we get to guess which one is the lie. Yep. Your graduation <clears throat> date. Which one do you think it is? What, what year did you say? 97. 97. Wait, you graduated high school or junior high? High school. Okay. No, that's a lie. I, 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 say, I, I say the husky one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I mean the hot dog one's too easy. We know it's <laughs> yeah. hot dog water, hot so dog it's water. Like, it's, <laughs> so it's basically one truth and one lie. <laughs> 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 narrowed it down. <laughs> yeah, it's the high school one. Was it? Yeah, I didn't graduate in '97. What year did you graduate? 2001. 2001. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we used to raise huskies. Okay, so yeah, all right. Never mind. That makes a lot more sense because yeah, all right, okay. okay. So you used to raise huskies? Yeah. My folks, anyway, when, we were, when I was a kid, we used to have huskies. Ah. A male and a female. The male's name was Bark Killer, and the female, man, she was beautiful. She was like that maroon type of husky. Her name was Beach. Hmm. Pretty girl. Yeah. Blue Wind eyes. Wind blowing in the I air. can still see her. I miss Far her. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss her. Okay, Randy. Oh, it's Randy. Okay. Oh, you want me to go? No, I don't know. I don't no, know. You, I thought that was icebreaker. No, but I'll, what you guys got to go too? <laughs> Two truths and a lie. I'll go. I'll okay. go. Um, I mean, think, I'm trying to think of things that it'll be a little bit harder. Like, like hot dogs. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love hot dogs? Who doesn't love hot dogs? <laughs> I like hot dogs. You don't like hot dogs? You're not American. You're not America. You're not from America. You're not America. <laughs> um, okay, first one is, oh man, I'm trying to think because I, I tell you guys a lot of things, so it's like, like, I was telling you guys stories, so I don't know if I've told you before, because that's like cheating, right? No, I don't um, know. He put me on, put me on the spot, <laughs> now I know what I want to say. Okay, so, first one is, I met Mickey Mouse. Okay. Second one is. Oh, you went to Disneyland. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. 
Uh, first one is I met Mickey Mouse. The second one is I met Miranda Lambert. Okay. And the third one is I met uh, one of the guys from Metallica. Ooh, man, that's tough. That is tough. I'm going to say Metallica one is a lie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, man, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Because I do, because I know why. I I would think I would have heard about that. (laughs) No, because you took a while to say, okay, like Mickey Mouse and Miranda Lambert were just boom. And then when he said, I should have put it in the middle. But then, then (laughs) as soon as I said it, the one thing I would have thought was, like, how come he didn't say his name? Which one? Uh, Don't you think I would have? No, like, I would have been like, I know how much you love Metallica. I would have heard that story a couple of times. By now. Yeah. Yeah. But I did meet Miranda Lambert. Nice. Out by the dumpster over there by, remember it used to be Montana Chad's or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 05 before she was super huge. Oh. So she, she she must have been, She you just know, came in to perform? Yeah, she was performing that. And we were, before she was like a headliner, headliner. Yeah, and we, we were in, uh, we were trying to go to, um, that's when I was in Alpha House. No. Oh. And me and my buddy were trying to get to that 510 cook. Yeah. And yeah. we were late and we were on our bikes and he was right in front of me and we were hauling ass. And for some reason he goes, Oh, man, he hit his brakes, and I almost hit him from behind. Boom. You know who that was? You know who that was? And he turned his bike around. He went back there, and here she was standing by the dumpster talking on this bedazzled phone. Yeah. It was like huh. it was all sparkly and stuff. Oh, I thought sure you <laughs> That's awesome. I thought you were going to tell me a story. You guys take like, a picture? Like, I was in... I was inside that bar, and I came out, and I was puking, and she was standing there. <laughs> she held my hair for me? Yeah, she held your hair. <laughs> it's okay, dear. Just let it out. But, it, but see, and he got her autograph. He had her sign something, and I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her from Adam, and I thought she was just this, because she's playing in that bar that Montana, I've, I've yeah. been in restaurants bigger than that. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? So I yeah, was like, yeah. I didn't bother to, so I just said hello, and, yeah, and then she was like, you guys coming to the ah. show? It's like nope, can't do it. And then come to find out later on, she's like entertaining of the year like five hundred times, and Thanks. got super huge. Wow, that's cool. So could have gave her a kiss. I know. And yes, I met Mickey Mouse. Could have fell in love mm. with her before the fame. Mickey before Mouse the fortune. Was, Mickey Mouse yep. was kind of a. He was a bit of an soul. Oh really? Was he? Yeah. He Bunk. didn't. He didn't say nothing. You didn't say it's a damn me. thing. No, I'm just kidding. Remember, they're not supposed I to. Know. <laughs> it's me, Mickey. I was trying to, I was trying to bum a couple bucks from him because I know that dude's rich, but yeah. he ain't trying to have it. He probably uh, didn't have his wallet. That's true. I mean, true. I don't know where you put it. Does he even? Does he one of the ones that don't wear pants? No, he has pants. Oh, he has. Indian. Oh, he wears oh, he those weird little suspender things. Yeah. Yeah. He has an Indian purse, doesn't he? When I <laughs> when I met him, he had a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Indian purse. <laughs> so for so for a guy, uh, for a guy, where is that then? I don't know. Nah, I don't. I don't finish. Don't don't, don't finish that don't, talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's keep it above the waist. Go ahead, Randy. Yes. Let's hear. Let's right. hear it. Two two truths in the Okay, I love Mexican tacos. Okay, I love Indian tacos, mm-hmm. and I also love hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the Indian taco one's the lie. I'm gonna have to agree. Why is that? You don't like fried bread. <laughs> I told you guys. Yeah. See, you did the same thing he did. You told us something that you say all the time. I love tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right there. Yeah. No, the thing is, I don't love old fry bread. I like I like when my oh, mom, that's right. When my mom like fresh. 
Yeah, like she, Fresh like out she the always grease. gets mad at me because I was just like a month ago we were eating, <laughs> and she was making um fry bread, and I snuck in there, and <laughs> she's like, "Go ahead." Just one. And I grabbed one. Yeah. <laughs> and I ate that. And then all my siblings seen me because we were all at the house. Yeah, yeah. We're all there. And my, all my siblings seen me grab one. I went and sat down. They all started going one by one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I used know? to get in trouble for that. Yeah. Making fry bread before. But, it was. So I love fry bread, like fresh out of the thing, but I can't. Fresh out the grease. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I was trying to think. I was going to say, <laughs> he don't love hot dogs. <laughs> Eating down with the hot dogs, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I say it in like forever." In that episode when Tommy was here, because yeah. we were all like, "What?" Yeah, I forgot about I, that. I didn't even think that that far back. I just remembered there's something about Indian tacos. I know he's gonna. That's a lie. Which is kind of funny because I had a hot dog for lunch today at Costco. Mm-hmm. I was going looking for a fruit tray. They don't. If anybody's out there looking for fruit trays, do not go to Costco. <laughs> They don't have them anymore. But they do have hot dogs. <laughs> yes, but they do have hot dogs for $1.50. Thankfully. Comes with a drink. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool, man. That was a good warm-up. Thank you, gentlemen, for entertaining me, amusing me, actually. All right, well, <laughs> DJ, are you ready over there? Are your hands ready? Got on your finger on the trigger? Got it. All right, Shooter. let's go. Well, why don't you hit me with that B? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have a seat. Have a seat. Everyone take a seat. We're going to get into our topic here tonight in episode 36. We just appreciate all of you guys coming out and taking a listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty good. Though. That was good. Just trying to set the mood. So appreciate to see all your smiling faces here tonight and bugging. My accent almost started coming out. And <laughs> All right, well, tonight we're going to talk about cliches. We're going to, we actually spoke on this on an episode that didn't happen, kind of. What happened there? <laughs> That's when you went to get the last word, and oh, then yeah. I tried to transfer. And oh, then, that was that one. Technical difficulties. Yeah, RIP, episode 27. We just let that one go. You got to bring that up. Anyway, don't, uh, neutral. The 27. <laughs> I was in a hurry to try to get out, and you went to have the last word. That old, that old, that old scenario. That one, yeah. Hits us every time. <laughs> okay, so here's a cliche, and I'm going to read a little. There's a little snippet after it, a little explanation, so I'm going to read that. And then we'll talk about it. So, and then if you guys have some, we'll go around the horn. But if not, I got a couple more. Um, and anyway, here we go. You are only as sick as your secrets. <clears throat> what often keeps addicts from getting help is shame. Shame, they say, makes them sick. So we put what causes us the most shame in a box, seal it up, and hope it stays shut. But those shameful secrets fester and make our sickness grow. So what happens when those secrets see the light of day, when the secret of addiction is finally exposed and the only time healing can happen? Oh, when the secret of addiction is finally exposed is the only time healing can happen. Uh, secretly, <clears throat> secrets create shame. This is why a program of recovery relies heavily on honesty so that the shame can be subservient 
and a healthy life can begin. Thoughts, gentlemen? <clears throat> that makes sense on uh, several different levels because, I mean, you, I mean, it, it, like, it goes back to like what you always say <coughs> is that, you know, you, you relapse before you ever take a drink, right? Oh, yeah, sure. And so it, I think that's po- probably a part of it. And then the yeah. other thing, too, is like, um, uh, the, the alcohol use wasn't really my problem. My problem was deeper than that. That was just oh. a, that was a symptom of something deeper. Yeah. Something that I used to alleviate. Yeah. Something yeah. that I used to alleviate. Like you said, shame was one of them. Uh, guilt, um, embarrassment, mm-hmm. anything negative like that. So that one makes absolute sense. And because, you know, it can make, it can go into other different facets. It's, once you start digging, you, you realize how truthful that really is. For sure, for sure. Like, uh, I think <clears throat> the way I see it, and then, like, the way I've seen it in other addicts and alcoholics, I mean, addict, anyway, what I've seen is, like, they got a, you know, deep, dark secret, you know, that happened to them when they were kids, and they don't want to <coughs> deal with it. So when that, in the part of that definition I talked about, they put it in a box and stuff it down is like it could be something like that too like something traumatic happened so they don't ever want to talk about it but because they're not dealing and feeling with it in a good way it comes out sideways and then they just keep relapsing over it so then when they talk about that then just like from the clinical point of view like that's how i've been that's how i've seen it like once they're able to talk about it like i've seen guys that you know they'll talk about it finally and then They'll go out and relapse right then and there, like that day or the next day. They'll go out and use it, but then they'll come back and be like, man, I, that wasn't the right way to handle it. And then they'll start dealing and feeling with that, and they'll start sharing that what happened to them more and more, and then they're able to move forward in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's kind of like, I guess like what I got from it was like, okay, like we drink because we're alcoholics. We, we drink because we're addicted to a certain substance or we do drugs because we're addicted, um, which is a form of like what you're saying, like masking your pain. But at the same time, when we, I think like, because I've known people that tried to hide their alcohol use and yeah. I've tried to hide it. Like, <clears throat> yeah. you know, <laughs> like I've tried to say like, oh, I'll be all right with this. Or I've tried to switch it to like, oh, I'm not going to drink liquor anymore. I'll just drink beer. Because I get too rowdy on yeah, liquor. Yeah, <laughs> liquor, liquor gets me rowdy, so it's just Budweiser's for me tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've been uh, but the reality is like coming to terms with my abuse of the alcohol. See, alcohol in itself is not bad. It's the abuse of it. Mm-hmm. That becomes the problem. And for people of stature or even just regular, like for myself, it was hard to come to terms with that. Like saying I couldn't control myself. Yep. So there were times where I was sober for like 30 days, 45 days, 60 days. Um, oh, and then I would try to hang out with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like because I never changed my circle of friends. I would still, you know, hang out with them. And, and I would lie to myself and I'd be like, oh, I'll just DD tonight. Yeah. And yeah. I'll DD till about 10, 11 o'clock. Maybe even midnight. Maybe even midnight, you know, sometimes yeah. 2 o'clock. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, go ahead, pass that here. And then they always do the half-hearted, are you for real? 
Send it then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. are you really for real? Like, come on, you're sober, and they already know. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. like, <laughs> so I've always. I mean, when I look back on it now, like it, it was always a problem, but it was always too shameful for me to admit. Yeah. Like, hey, I when I when we're not together and you guys drop me off, I'm hungover as crap. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm shaking and. I cover it up as like, oh, I want to go have fun. Yeah. But really, I need the alcohol to balance myself out. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I got off of that. Yeah, for sure. And then as you guys were talking, you guys reminded me of um, like when we get, when I used to get like that 30 days or like that two months, like 60 days, I would tell myself, I'd lie to myself and be like, oh, see, I was able to stay sober for the X amount of days. I don't have a problem. I can handle this. Yeah. And then I start drinking again. Yes. And then get into a whole new set of troubles. And see, that's like, <laughs> dude, I was the exact same way. Man, because, I forgot about that. I just remembered that when you guys were talking. Because, like, when I look back now on it, too, like, I knew it was a problem because I always tried to hide it from my siblings and whoever I was with. Mm-hmm. And see, when, <clears throat> even before you, you mentioned that, I had that thought in my mind, like, even the act of using that try to keep that a secret. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, you hide it and, and you try to stash your, your <laughs> bottle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every yeah. once in a while you take a shot when nobody's looking. And, yeah, yeah. And then this. Bro, I used to come visit my brother over here at 2010. He lived like literally a couple blocks away from here, which is like two blocks away from the corner store on 27th, the Conoco. Yeah, yeah. And I would walk over there and I would grab a couple 40s or Mickey's or whatever I wanted to drink, right? Yeah. Or if I, you know, if I. I felt like I was going to enjoy it and not have a problem. It was like a yeah. big corona, you know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. my problem wasn't as bad. But I would go back to his house, and I would stash the two bottles. Yeah. And I would walk outside and tuk, 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 stash it and then walk downstairs. Yeah. And go back outside, smoke a cigarette. Tuk, 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 go back downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. rather than be like, yo, I'm a grown man. I'm, a, You know, <laughs> like, you guys are drinking. I'm going to drink with you guys. You know? Yeah. But to them, it wasn't a problem. They didn't have a problem. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I felt it fit to hide from them, even though we were doing the same thing. Yeah, man. I, I remember doing stuff like that, too, like softball. Like, <clears throat> I'd pull up to the softball fields, and I'd have a pint. And I knew we were going to drink beer over there. But I didn't want to drink a bunch of beer in front of my teammates and yeah. stuff. So I'd slam that pint. Boom, <laughs> boom, man. Just a couple bubbles and it was gone. I'd throw it in the back seat, get, get off, get my cleats on, get my glove, get my bag, get my bats. And then I'd go in there. And then they'd have beers and I'd have like, you know, have like three or four with them before the game. But I'm already lit. Just I yeah. don't have a problem at the football field. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I got one for you, too. Like what I used to do is, you know, I'd. But I never had a driver's license, so I never got to drive, and I was always going. My dad would take me everywhere, yeah. And he didn't like it when I was drinking, obviously, for obvious oh, yeah. reasons. But so we'd come into town and say he'd go to. All right, we got to go to Walmart. You guys can get your stuff. And I would give my kids the cart and say, "Go ahead, go get whatever you want. Go do whatever you need." And my dad would sit there and you know, on his phone or whatever, and wait for us. Yeah. And from there, I timed it. I can run across the street, go to that liquor store. Uh huh. Get a bottle and come back 
and sometimes I get two of them, and you know enough. And I wear always wear those baggy pants, so you yeah, know, yeah. I could stuff it in my pockets, and nobody would ever be the wiser. Yeah. And thinking back about how manipulative and how sneaky and how you know yeah. dirty that was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a shameful thing. I mean, <laughs> I could say it now because it's, it's that was hey, it was yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. But at the time, you know, like it was like I had. I thought it was like this great big secret that man. Yeah, kind of like excitement, like oh, I got it, I got him, I got him. When get home and start fantasizing, yeah. get messed up yeah. tonight. It's gonna be man, cool. I mean, to get hold of what you know, and get hold of this person, that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like for me, I would be like, yeah, now I could just chill and watch TV, enjoy and myself. Yeah. I can cook and I can do all this and that. And, uh, yeah. and it was party, just, and that and that whole thing that whole time. I don't, I don't know if he, he if he. Didn't know about it. He hasn't said anything. Yeah. But I don't see how you could not know. Like, because eventually I would, he would come and talk to me once we got home and I'd be kind of half lit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, where did this guy get his, where's he getting his alcohol? Uh, and I, and I used to do things like, I remember one time, Crow Fair time, we went to, uh, we stopped at Big R and I didn't even want to come to Billings, but I, I needed, I wanted some booze. Yeah. And so I basically slept in the back of the Suburban. We got here. We were at Big R, and I was like, man, there's a liquor store right over there. Yeah. And I took off. Boom. I ran. Like, I never run. Yeah. <laughs> I don't run for anything. But I made sure I ran over there, got it, and then I ran back. And when I was on my way back, they were coming out. And he saw me walking back, and he's like, where'd you come from? And he goes, did you go to the store? Uh-huh. I was like, no, no. I, I can't remember. I was like, there's some shop. I can't even remember what I said. Yeah. Some BS. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he knew what I was doing at the oh, time. Yeah. He didn't really say anything. It's not like he patted me down before I got back in. But <laughs> yeah, and and, and it's, it, it's just you know that right there is just shameful yeah. I mean, at the time. I mean, I've let that go, but it's still it's it's just kind of crazy because it always remains a problem when we try to cover it. Yep. But once that lies exposed, then it's like okay, like I know I got a problem. The people in my circle know that I got a problem. Yep. And that kind of goes into my next cliche, so I'm just going to spit it in here real quick. Okay, let's so this, go, baby. This next one is called, it says, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you keep doing what you are doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. You want change, make some. <clears throat> and I like to equate that, too, to, like, that insanity. Like, we're just now talking about that insanity. Um like, we're lying to ourselves. We're doing the same thing, but we want a different outcome. But we're doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. But we just keep getting what, we, what we're getting. Like, you know, I'd stay sober for, like, 30 days, three months, six months. Like, God, see, I don't got a problem. I can quit. I'm going to yeah. start drinking beer again. My problem is vodka, so I'm just going to drink beer. And I drink beer for, like, maybe a couple of nights, and then boom, i was back to the leader. Yeah. Man. And they're like, that's crazy until, like, I think you you said it, you said that your dad told you you had to change your belief system. Like, yeah, I had to let everything go. Everything go. All that, um, I had to learn about character defects and my defeating beliefs. And then, like, learn that these, my survival tactics, like, things that I was doing to, to survive and, like, the way I didn't have any coping skills. I had to learn coping skills. I had to learn all, put those in my arsenal, put those in my toolbox so that I wouldn't turn to drugs. I wouldn't turn to alcohol. I wouldn't turn to gambling or whatever, you know, that I could just, okay, this happened. I can use my tools and deal with it in a good way, in a good manner. 
I got my accountability people. I can haul at them, tell them, vent to them, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to burn this church down if I get mad at the pastor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Come on. So I had, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, ahead go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, there's absolutely a lot to unpack once you really start um, doing it with, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, with with all of your heart. Oh, yeah. You're putting everything into it, and you're really serious about uh, recovery. You know, you have to go, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that we used to defend, to rationalize, to justify so, you know, and I can understand that. But what what you were just now reading, it, it reminded me of something that I memorized it even. Um, and it goes like, uh, if we think what we always thought, we will feel what we've always felt. And if mm. we feel what we've always felt, we'll do what we've always done. Mm-hmm. If we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always got. And if we get what we've always got, we'll think what we've always thought. It's a cycle. So yeah. it went around, yeah. Yeah. I could see it. So, and 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 so, some and like I always say, anywhere in that site, in those cycles, you can jump in and say, "Okay, let's switch it up." And for me, it was always <coughs> I started with how I was thinking, what I how how I thought about things, mm-hmm. like that belief system. Yeah, because you know, like your whole mindset has to change, really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of cliche that I, I mean I get tired of it too, but <laughs> the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. Um, but everything, like when it comes to sobriety, recovery, like my whole circle had to change. Like there came a time in the season um, and where I lost a lot of my, my best friends and the people that I rode with. Like they were all, you know, gone. But there was a time in the season when I got sober that I had to stop answering the phone for certain people. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and because can't be I, super safe hoe. Yeah, like <laughs> because it would always be, you know, one of the homies would come through, and me having the urge to drink or having the urge to use, knowing they have something. Yeah, would you know under the guise of wanting to help them out? Yeah. Yep. Is that first thought? Yeah. Like, hey, can I get a ride? You're like, boom! I can go use. Yeah, I'll give you a ride. Yeah. Even then, too, like it might not even be. Up like a conscious thought. It yeah. might be like underneath the surface in that subconscious, uh, like yeah. And it it was like that because like even two years ago for Fourth of July, I gave one of my homies a ride, and he wanted to ride, and and I went and picked him up. No, we were going to the the fireworks show in Laurel, and I picked him up, and the first stop that he wanted to make was Stadium Club, uh-huh. or not Stadium Club, but bottle and shots. Yeah. And man, everything inside of me was like, I didn't want to use. But yeah. I was like angered. Yeah. Oh hell no! I was like, man, this guy has the nerve, like this mother, oh. to ask me in my car if he can go get a pint. Like, yo, like <laughs> we're grown men. It's my car. I don't allow that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, like, but had you know, you go back five years from that, like how easy it would have been for me to be like, okay, had I been in a weaker state. Yeah, you know, not changing my mindset, not wanting things to be different, and realizing that everything had to change. Yeah, that would have been the easy point for me to stumble right yeah. there. You know, so. yeah, definitely. And then, but you you you're able to um, 
like you were already set. I mean, you had your coping skills, you had your you know, boundaries, you had your tools, and it's like different mindset too, man. Like a totally different person. Yeah. It's like, nah, hell no, man. Um, that wouldn't have that same same outcome though if if nothing changed. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Like if mm-hmm. I still thought as five years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So and on that note, like this morning, because um, we were running day camp out of this church, and like I was walk, I parked over here um, by the Gazette, and I was walking over, and I seen a dude, you know, that I knew from back in the day, you know, like we went to high school together and stuff, and like <clears throat> he was on the street. Yeah. And I seen him, but I was, like, answering a text message, and I seen him coming, and he walked right up to me, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And, you know, came in the bro hug and stuff and asked me for a few bucks. And I said, yeah, man, I got, a, I got a couple bucks. So I gave him a couple bucks. And I told him, um, I said, hey, don't, don't hang out out here too long. I said, man, you need to get back on your feet. I know you can do it. So I believe in you. And then he gave me another hug, and he thanked me for, you know, saying that. Kind of, he kind of all teared up, and he walked down the street. <clears throat> and as he was walking away, um, I noticed that there was a change in me. Like there was a time when I seen the people on the street, but I looked at them with disdain <laughs> and like hate in my heart because I was like, "Oh, they're a misrepresentation of us. They're making it more bet. They're making it harder for me to try to thrive in this community." And that was my mind state for a very long time. But when I but I mean, I think, you know, just walking the red road and having that relationship with God, like, really changed my heart. And when I started loving myself, I was able to love other people. And then when I seen him today, um, I was able to just show some love, man. I'll come up a couple bucks. He probably hung over, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, I just gave him a couple bucks. I don't know what he wanted to do with it. But, you know, and then I, I wanted to say those words to him. That's why, you know, I had him stand there and I was messing around with my wallet while I gave him a little elevator speech. Come on, baby. <laughs> and you know the, the crazy thing about that is, is you never know. Well, like what? First of all, what what compels you? Yeah. Like there will be times when something will compel me to speak out to somebody in a good way. Yeah. And then you know the in other a good way. And the other thing is too is you don't know oh. what he'll do with that information. Oh, oh, oh. sir. It's there. Yeah. He might carry it. Maybe you. Maybe you just. It's one of those things he can use in the future to say, "Yeah, somebody cares about me." Yeah. Come on. Somebody believes in me. Yes, sir. Somebody said, "Hey, stop me when I was at a low point and gave me a hug." Yeah, we don't. I think sometimes we don't really realize how powerful that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it was yeah. cool. And like, I forgot my son was there. And then like when he walked off and like we we're coming inside, he was like, "Who's that?" I told him who he was and stuff. And I said, "I knew him from back in the day. You know, we used to you know run around and do crazy stuff together or whatever." And he was like, "Oh." And I just kind of—I thought that was cool. That I was able to see that, you know, show some love to Street Chief. That's crazy, man! Like, that's powerful. That's effective, though. Yeah, and I, I mean, my hope is prayer. You know, now he's going to be in my prayers, and I'll keep on on him. Now, yeah, like, you think about it. Like, when he sobers up, is he going to remember that? I hope so. Like, I—I I feel like I'm a product of people reaching out to me when I was out using exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and and. And I remember one time, like, I, I, like early in my sobriety, I was, like, I was praying, and I'm like, God, like, why does this person continue to use? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that night, I had a dream, and in that dream, like, we were at North Park. I was standing by the fire extinguisher, kind of by the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. And, and in my dream, like, I could, I knew God was with me. Like, I couldn't see him. He wasn't, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. there in physical form or nothing. It was but understood. I knew, like, 
it was a voice in the sky. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching and, and I'm looking towards like the uh, the barbershop, Marv's. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. But there's this like parade of people walking this way towards mm. the park. And what he goes like changed my perspective and how I looked at street people from that day forward. It was like, it's like, like, do you see what you like? Do you, do you see that? And I said, yes. And man, they were like haggard looking people like just, mm. you know, like. Street folks. Yeah. And they were all different races. And he goes, well, what you're seeing is what's going on on the inside of them. Mm. Like it's manifesting on the outside. And we look at these street people and they're in rough shape. Yeah. Some are limping. Some are, you know, don't, their, their clothes don't fit them. Some of them have holes in their clothes. Some of them. But what we're seeing is a physical manifestation of what's going on on the inside of mm. them. Yep. And that changed my perspective of this person for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Because now I saw, rather than looking with eyes of contempt, I saw with eyes of compassion. Oh, yeah. Yep. Meaning, like, you know, I, I, rather than hate the person, I was like, okay. You know, that, that's a person that's, yeah. you know, they, they're going through something. They're hurting. Yeah. And then I put myself in that position. I'm like, oh, I was using because I was hurting. Back, alluding back to what you were saying, like covering like with shame, like covering our shame and our hurt and our brokenness, everything that we went through as a human being, mm. and then masking all of that, not wanting to face anything. Like even as simple as getting onto social media, mm -hmm. like I remember like waking up hungover and I'm like, oh, like before I had anything to drink, I was like, man, I do not want to check my social media because <laughs> I was scared of what I said on Facebook. Yeah. Cussing somebody out or making a fool of myself. Yep, exactly. You know, but that, like, that dream that night, like, that changed my perspective and how I saw people. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and like kind of what you said there, like, the shame of our own use or not the way we see it, our own shamefulness, like, I could totally see that, like, how I was kind of projecting that when I seen the street folks. Projecting my own shame on them, it's like oh you 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 did oh you're making it hard for us and and just having that hate in my heart towards them, but I didn't really hate them. I hated myself. Mm. You know what I mean? That's so good. But then I was projecting it on them because of they were yeah that, that's 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 truth right there. You know, yeah. and when when once we realize it, we we can kind of. We, we understand what it is that we're doing. I think for me, it's it's hard to hate people who are hurting because I remember, I empathize, and I said, man, I remember when I was hurting. Yeah. And and so it's, because I did the same thing, like, you know, I don't know if it was disdain, I don't know if it was hate, I don't know, but I, I maybe, it, maybe it was, I think it was probably more like denial. Like, yeah. you know, it's, that was what I was projecting. So, mm. in order for me to deny that, I wouldn't even pay them no mind. Yeah. Like, mm. like I'm not going to look at that because, you know, that's... But for the grace of God, there go I. Yes. Yes, sir. And, 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 and this was when I was using. So, even then, that, that, that last one doesn't even make sense because I was. That was me. And it's just like looking in a mirror, so... Looking at the man in the mirror. I'm gonna make a change. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, going to get into that too, but I was going to think of the lyrics. The man right in the mirror? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's my favorite Michael Jackson uh, song. Yeah. Oh, was it came on the radio the other morning and I was singing it real loud? My kids were just looking at me. 
Christ. I was trying to wake up. I was like, wow, why is this guy so awake? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like when your kids look at you funny for the music, like when you're rocking out your music. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I was. Uh, we were watching uh, This Is Pop on Netflix this morning before I took my daughter to school. Yeah. It was like the T-Pain. I'm like, look, baby, this is what, what I used to listen to. <laughs> and she's there, she like looking at me like, you used to listen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Dad, you're not cool. Like, you know? <laughs> I know. Like, oh, uh, what is it? Like, I, like sometimes you know, like a song comes on and I can like spit all the lyrics, even yeah. the chorus and yeah. stuff. And I'll just be going off driving stuff. And I forget my kids are in the car, and like there might be some cuss words, and I'll be dropping those cuss words, <laughs> just rapping along with the song. And then I'll look at them and they'll just be laughing, ah, laughing at me. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, I got one more, and then uh, are do you guys have any cliches that you guys use? That I probably think one, but yeah. Anyway, I had one here. Okay, but yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Huh? Terminal uniqueness mm. is the belief that a person is so unusual that no one will ever understand them. <laughs> yeah. A friend in recovery once told me I truly thought that no one had ever faced the struggles that I faced. So they could never understand what I had to do to cope. This says my husband, but I'm not gay, so. <laughs> Are you not a woman? Yeah, I'm not a woman. <laughs> Why you gotta be I, gay? I, I, really li- I really like the way you had to point that out, though. I know. I know. I'm, thinking about, like, I'm thinking about the ways of people that burn uh, me. Like, oh, yeah. You know, okay. like, oh, yeah. Whenever I crack a joke, I always think about like how people are going to respond and oh, yeah. how I can respond back. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no offense to anybody that is. Um, <laughs> anybody that's a woman? <laughs> yeah, anybody that's a woman. But my husband used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip that first part. Okay. Tell, me, tell me about this husband. <laughs> this <laughs> there, we got it out of the way. Now you're good. Okay. Okay. We got it out of the way. <laughs> they used to say that to me all the time in this act of addition, addiction. <laughs> addiction. Got, got, got him all flustered. Now I can't talk. <laughs> in the multiplication. <laughs> And the division. <laughs> You'll never understand me. This was how his, his addiction worked to isolate him so it could flourish. The truth is that this is a false belief, one that an addict can disprove simply by listening to the stories of addicts in recovery. Mm. That same friend also told me I was proven wrong in my first meeting. I finally found people who actually did understand me. Word. I think with that, like, it took me back to, man, the first time I went to treatment, you know, and then, like, I sat there and I filled out all the paperwork and they just had me in this room and I was at Crystal Creek in Browning and they gave me this first step book and they're like, when you're done with this paperwork, we're not back yet, read this. I said, okay. There was this little pamphlet and I threw it open and in there it talked about, you know, an, an addict, alcoholic, and then, like, all the symptoms that diagnose it <clears throat> and like man i thought i was reading about some i was thought that was written about me and i was yeah. like it's me this is me this is my <laughs> problem and then like that uniqueness like that whole thought and then started going away and then the more i sat in the rooms it was like wow all these people in this room are exactly like me think yeah. exactly like me did the same exact shady stuff that i used to do 
And sometimes I was a little bit worse than others, and others were a little bit worse than me, but we're all the same. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I always hear people in recovery say is that, oh, I finally realized that I wasn't alone. Yes. And I can absolutely relate to that. So, like, for me, it was, my my thing was, like, you, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. You wouldn't understand. You don't understand. know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going yeah. through. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've acted. You don't know how i treated people. Yeah. You don't know any of that. So, um, <laughs> why why would I put myself out there? Which kind of compounds that shame and everything. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're basically, like, what I get is, like, a picture of, like, remember you guys ever been fencing? And then, like, you tap yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you put that fence in the ground, and then you're like. That's kind of like what we do with those type of beliefs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we stuff it, and we just like there comes a point where you stuff it, but there comes a point where you're packing that sucker. Yeah, you know. And yeah. A lot of it goes back to for me was fear. Yeah. Yeah. Like like what, why I'm I'm afraid to put myself out there because <clears throat> if you don't understand or if you don't know what I'm going through then you're in a position to judge me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be put down. I don't want to be told I'm a POS even though I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so <clears throat> excuse me. So it it just it goes back to all of that like like I you wouldn't understand I'm me. You don't know me. I'm unique. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> Nobody in this world is like me. Nobody in this world can ever understand. So yeah. why, yeah. why, why go there? Yeah, why even talk about it? Yeah, um, yeah. No, and then like the shock. And then when you walk into the rooms and you hear people that are like-minded, sharing their experience, drinks, and hope, and you're just like, "Wow, I'm I'm not unique. All these people get me. I'm not even that bad. Yeah, I'm not even that bad. Look at this guy over yeah, here. Terrible. <laughs> oh my." Ah, I go to meetings to feel good about myself. <laughs> Here, everybody else is dirt. I'm like, damn. 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 I'll, pray for, I'll pray for you, man. I'll pray for you. Like, you're like, dang. I'm like, oh, but I understand. <laughs> I'll pray for you. Maybe pray even Daniel you. fast for you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> that meme that said that how Christians argue, I'll pray for you. For you. Maybe even Daniel fast for you. <laughs> you make that ugly stink face. <laughs> but yeah, that, like I think that was my one of well, probably just like you guys, like the biggest problem. One of the biggest problems in my life was believing. Like it, it was actually real in my my mind and my heart. You know, like nobody understood me. Nobody was walking through what I was going through. Not realizing that I was unique because I was <laughs> covering all my problems with my drug and alcohol use. Yep. And realizing that the rest of the world, the majority of the world doesn't do it that way. Mm. You know? Yep. So, yeah, that was always my biggest problem. Word, man, that word. And then I think that's, the, that's one of the miracles of the rooms. Uh, the miracles of, like, the fellowship of other addicts and, like, Wow, man, these guys get me. Because, like, for the longest time, I just felt like, like, both of you guys said it. Like, nobody nobody gets me. Nobody understands this. Nobody understands the freaking mess that's going on in my head 24-7. Um, and nobody understands that when I get that buzz, that all that mess, all that stinking thinking, all that 
messed up thinking, it calms down, it chills out, and I can actually relax. Yes, sir. Um, but then, like, I step into these rooms, and there's a room full of people from all different walks of life, all different shades of skin that are have the exact same problem. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hear some experience and strength and hope today. Yes, sir. You're not so alone. Yep. Well, there there is a song that says people say I have a drinking problem, but <clears throat> really it's a thinking problem. Yeah. I have no problem drinking at all. No. Yep. I don't have a problem drinking. You guys have a problem with my drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a lie. I always start telling myself. That's some good. Uh, <laughs> that there's rationalization. There's blaming in there. There's. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, projecting yeah. I'm not the deflecting. one with the problem You're the one with the problem Yeah I don't have a problem drinking You got a problem with my drinking Why does my drinking affect you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hurting you I know And we're just like in that delusion We don't see the trial destruction That we're leaving behind us And I'm then now from the other no, side You I'm see it I'm not hurting anybody but myself <laughs> Yeah Yeah exactly um, Yeah if you're if you're out there and you don't think you're using causes any problems, go to an Al-Anon meeting, for real. Yeah. I, I go to Al-Anon meetings a couple of times a year. Man, every time I go, I feel like they're talking about me. Every single person that's in there, these are people that are, have codependency issues, and they're usually their spouse is an addict or their kids are an addict. And they talk about what their significant other does. The addict, and man, I always feel like, man, I did that. I feel like they're talking about me. Yeah. And it's a good eye opener. It's a good, uh, what is it? Um, a good dose of reality of what I used to be. Anyway, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's different too, looking from that side, realizing like how out of normal, like out of how out of the normal it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a, the pre, the things that addicts and alcoholics do. How the house is like, you know. Yep. No. Yep. It, it helps to build that empathy that way too, because <clears throat> that was mm. something that I think not only myself, but listening to other people that a lot of um, addicts they lack is empathy. That whole, yeah. I can't put myself in your shoes and see it from your point of view. Yeah. But it's like if you do bring something up, then it, it's the, it, it's like they're so convinced. That you're the one with the problem. Yeah. And not, you know, like yeah. that's how I operated. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Very crazy. is cray cray. Very cray cray. Hashtag crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Good one. You got one, JC? I got uh, one more. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. We'll end with this one, huh? Yeah. Okay. No one getting to our speak on it. All right, then. Well, this one is very profound for me. Uh, progress, not perfection. Nobody's perfect. Perfectionism is often what gets a lot of people into trouble. When things don't turn out exactly as we hoped, we can often let it throw us off our trajectory. But recovery isn't a destination. It's a journey. I'll repeat that. Recovery isn't a destination. It's a journey. Nobody's perfect. We will often slip. We might try to fix someone else. We might ignore our side of the street, but we don't have to lose momentum. Another related recovery saying is two steps forward, one step back. As long as we are committed to the journey of recovery and work to keep moving forward, it's okay that we aren't always perfect at it. And for me, this is so profound because <clears throat> um, I was a perfectionist. 
even though I don't think I ever did anything perfect, but it just had to be just so in my mind. I played it out in my head. And if it wasn't just so, that was an excuse for me to go use. I'd be like, F it. I'm just going to go use. This is all going to shit. I'm going to go drink. And it would just be like stupid things like, okay, we're going to go do this today. And then like if an argument broke out, that was, that was, that was an, that was an out for me to go drink for a week or two, a month or two, just over an argument because I didn't, it didn't, the plans didn't go exactly what I wanted it to go to. My plans didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to go to. That's a real broken English <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but I, I know get, you I guys it. got it. I did it. I know you got it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I used to do that, man. It was just like so crazy. And today I'm so much more chilled out. And I know that I, I have these, um, I have my accountability people. I have my coping, coping skills. I got my tools that I can rely on. And I got my, you know, relationship. I can always pray. I can always hit time out and pray. Uh, I got those things. So I don't have to fly off the handle and just throw everything to the wayside because um, I got off at 5.05 when I was supposed to get off at 5 p.m. Yeah. That's I, good. I can absolutely relate to what you said, like being a perfectionist. Because, I mean, I still have problems with that. And it's being hard on myself. Yep really is is the biggest thing like oh man i i could have i could have did this a different way or i would you know i could have did this better yeah um i could have put more effort into it i could have blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and the, the, one of the biggest things like the the manifestations of it for me was you know i i, I like to draw and there will be times when i'll be drawing a picture and i'll almost done and one little thing uh. look right and i'll tear it up yeah. And I've had people looking at me, like, oh, would you do that for? I would have had it. I would have kept it. Look, mm-hmm. look fine. But I, and I was yeah. like, I'll, even like in beadwork too, like when I'm doing beadwork and then I'll go and, and I'll kind of go a couple of rows down and then I'll look at, you know, my, some of my past work and I thought, oh man, that doesn't look right. And then I, you know, try to adjust it or yeah. if I can't really make it look the way I want it to look, mm-hmm. then I'll take it apart and I'll do it all over again. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. <laughs> to take yeah. apart, you know what I mean? But it doesn't yeah. make sense because if I was to, if I was to show it to you, you'd be like, I don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I think it's just I'm I'm like deluding myself, you know? Yeah. Like I'm seeing things that aren't there because I want it to be <clears throat> in such a way. But nothing is perfect. I'm not perfect. The things that I I create are not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I I you know the thing the way I handle just day-to-day life is way better than it was 10 years ago but yes. it's still not perfect and i have to oh, you know no. yeah. i have to you know and the, to accept that is has always been a struggle in the past mm-hmm. and it's something that i'm working on and like you know i it's like you know like if you be, you've heard me say it like i'll show you like see me one of my drawings and oh yeah. this is a but then there's this and i'll point yeah, out yeah. something and i'm like but then there's that so you know yeah, like when I was going, problem. yeah, when I was going through your portfolio, I was like, oh, man, these are good. You're like, wait, take it to the back. They're get, they get better. And I was like, these are really good anyway. Right there. And, and I, <laughs> that's funny you bring that up because I, I, when I, I still I kind of go flip through that portfolio every once in a while, and I look at some of those, and I just kind of cringe like, ugh. Yeah. Like, ugh, I should have tore that one up. <laughs> I still, but I, but I, I can't bring myself to do it because I know that that, that, that in and of itself is an, an analogous to – uh, uh, a learning process. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we learn from our mistakes. True. 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 I can identify with that. Um, I think it's kind of like a control. Yeah. Kind of like wanting to be in control of certain situations and certain outcomes. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, ah, (laughs) you know, you get frustrated. That's what I used to do was get frustrated. And then I would go to the liquor store, go to the dope man, Mm -hmm. looking for, you know, Mm -hmm. just looking for it was whatever I was looking for, I found. Yep. If I was looking to be offended, I found something to be offended at. <laughs> yeah. If I was looking to get pissed off, I found something to be pissed at. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Um, and then if I was looking for dope, I found dope. If I was looking for drinks, I would find drinks. So, I mean, but now, like in my recovery, I'm learning to take a step back and realizing, like, not everything requires a response from me. And I think I got that, uh-huh. like, from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you're always saying that, but... I've been practicing that more and more in my personal life. And I'm like, man, like just taking a step back yeah, and just breathing and, and letting everything calm down or take its course. Yep. Um, putting one step in front of the other and continuing to keep going no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, it's kind of almost like you just kind of, you're walking, you know, going on red road, walking, this recovery walk, and then something happens. And where before you just kind of throw your inject yourself energy into it yeah you inject yourself into that situation i kind of look at it like okay that's happening i'm just gonna keep walking <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's just kind of like and then like how i look back on myself when i used to inject myself and then get pissed off and then go drink it was like oh it didn't turn out the way i wanted to so i'm gonna go get drunk <laughs> That's how I look at myself. Yeah, just yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Like being a little bitch, you know? Like being a big baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just being a little baby. King like, baby. King baby. I mean, they used to call me drama king. I would drama out and go get drunk. Or get drunk and <laughs> drama, drama out. <laughs> or it could be both. <laughs> drama out, then go get drunk, then drama out some more. Yeah. I mean, you heard of drama queens, man. I was a drama king. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy, like, how backwards it was, though. Like, something that wouldn't even involve me, like, would cause me to go and drink. (laughs) Cause me to go and use and disappear for weeks on end, you know? Yeah. Like, go and freaking just binge and (sighs) stay up for weeks. The the way I think, when I'm thinking back, I'm like, for me, I would go drink, not because of of certain situations or whatever, but I'd be like, well, I'm going to drink. Because that's not going the way I want it to. Yeah. So that's not, that isn't how I, I think it should be. Oh, yeah. So, you know, forget it. I'm just going to go drink yeah. you know, rather than having to deal with that. I'm and just going to go grab a beer real quick, man. And, you know, you can't use, psychologists yeah. told us you can't use the word should in those situations. Yeah. Because you're focused on what should be and rather yeah. than what is. Yeah. And, yeah, so. And that's like that whole thing, like just being in the moment. Just let it be what it is, you know. And I used to get frustrated, like, with talking circles. Like, man, there should be more people here, man. These natives should be utilizing this and, like, having that kind of mindset. And I had to pray about it a lot. And I was just, like, what came to me, I was like, whoever makes it, that's who's supposed to be there. You know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I got that. That helped me out a lot. Like, okay, just, like, be here. Be in the moment. Whoever's here, be appreciative of them. Don't be sitting there sulking. Like, there should be more people here. <laughs> And, and and I think it helps, like, what really helps for me is 
is to look back and think, well, why was I like that? How did I get that idea that mm. I have to be perfect? And personally, it came back to like I had to please other people. Mm. Like they, I had to make sure that they were um, approval. Up, 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 they approved of my yeah. my, my my performance, my abilities, my mm. everything. Because mm-hmm. any kind of and and that goes back to certain individual who I won't name, but yeah, it it that's what it was. Is, is like and especially when you're younger, you're, you're as a child. Yeah. And you get those negative, that negative feedback. Yeah. You know, it really sticks with you. Yeah. And, and you don't even realize it. And that's what I'm saying about, you know, that belief system. Go, go down to the root, go down to the core yeah. and figure out what that is. And then it makes dealing with that, um, trying to be perfect, that much easier. Yeah. So. Man, you just took me back. Like when I was a kid, I was always trying to look. Or doing something and like looking for like my uncle or my dad's approval. Yeah, yeah. it's like so. looking at them, you know, <laughs> seeing if they've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, that's and, how I. And and in a in a, a healthy relationship, that person would say, "Oh yeah, that's a good job." Yeah. Whether you you were, I mean, it's not perfect. So you know whether you did a good job or not. You know, it was all right. That's a good 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 effort. Good job. Yes. Yep. But you know, if uh, somebody if somebody comes up to you and says, literally, "Nah, you're stupid. You can't <laughs> do. You can't do anything." Yeah. You know why? Why can't you try harder? It's not that hard. Yeah. Or you know, it's things like that. That's, that's come on. The, that's you the know. wrong way to treat, especially a do child. Do it the right way. Yeah. Do it the right way. Yeah. Or I'm tired of your nonsense. I mean, I can go on and on about the things that I've heard. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, you ever you ever hold the flashlight for your dad when he's trying to work on the car? <laughs> and then you start, flashlight you start for looking anybody? at something you want to look at. <laughs> hey, move it back! And then you move it back, and then you. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> then you go back. What is that over there? <laughs> Are you shining it behind you? Make sure there's no coyotes or anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> hey, shine that light back over here. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> oh man. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen, you know, providing some feedback on my, on the cliches I presented and, you know, providing some of your own. Do you have one, JC, or are you, you good to go? I'm good to go. The only thing I would say about cliches, I know I always say, ah, oh, I hate those, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's not that I hate, because the, these cliches, they have a lot of truth to them. I mean, they're, oh, they yeah. wouldn't be, they wouldn't have stuck around if they weren't so uh-huh. um, on point. The yeah. only thing is that, like, you get tired of hearing the same things every day. Oh yeah, yeah. And, so. and, and I, that was one of my biggest beefs. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I was just, I was just going to say, I know, I know, we're always for some, somehow, some odd reason, <clears throat> we're always going back to food. But I was thinking about this today, <laughs> and I thought, well, it's like pizza. You know, I like pizza, but I don't want to eat it every day. Yeah. Mm. You know, I go to different shops. Well, it tastes not, different. Well, even then, even then, too, <laughs> even then too, like after a while, everything oh, is just like, man, you know, I get tired. Can, can, I, can I get a burger or something? A cheeseburger Sometimes pizza? I just want a cheeseburger. I, I know, cheeseburger pizza. I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> is that really a pizza? <laughs> it's like a pickle pizza. It just tastes like pickles. Yeah. Hamburger pizza. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. What you <laughs> I forgot what I was. I started thinking about pizza. Now. I, like, I think I'll get the pizza after this. No, um, oh, I lost my point. But that was always one of my biggest pet peeves. But you were talking about the food, and, and sometimes you want pizza, and 
but you get tired of pizza. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. It was the fact that when I first heard him, I thought, man, that's profound. That's yeah. great. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I didn't even have to write it down because I was going to hear it a million more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, true that. in your head. True that. Uh, I think well, I like to think of it like I have to tell myself these things. Like I, I'll, st- I'll say these cliches to myself if I'm struggling, especially early on recovery. When early on walking the red road, because uh, something happened, you know, and like I wanted to use, and I didn't know what to do, so I just went out to my um, my folks, my mom's house, and I sat there. Like I got there and they were leaving. They're like everything okay? I said, yeah, I just wanted to come out here and chill. Like oh, okay, we're going to Billings, and they headed out. And then like I just sat there with the TV on. And, like, I was watching it, but I was just playing my head, man. I was pissed. I wanted to eat drink. It was about six, seven months, six, about six months into recovery. Walking Red Road, and then it was that one, you know, there's not a problem that a drink will make worse. Mm-hmm. I just kept playing through my head. I was like, all right, man, I'm just going to F up everything if I go and drink now. I was, like, right at six months. Um, and I was just like, ugh. I think it was, I had, like, a five months, something like that. Anyway. It was early on. And anyway, so that just kept playing through my head, and I was just sitting there thinking about all these things. But I really wanted to use, but I was scared to get up. I didn't want to get up, so I just sat there, and, like, I just, like, I was watching TV. It was on. I remember that, but I didn't, I didn't, t- I, like, I wasn't paying attention. I was in my head, and that there's not a drink. Or there's not a problem that a drink will make worse. Just kept going through my head. Just kept going through my head. And I said, man, I can't drink. I can't drink. Even though I want to really bad right now. That's what I always do when I get this pissed off. I go drink. And I was like, but I can't because of this thing. Boom, 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 boom. And then before I knew it, my, my folks came back home. And they're like, oh, did you eat? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, and I've been sitting there for like eight hours. I was just sitting there in my head, like just battling that urge to go use. And then I told them what happened, and they prayed with me and stuff. And then we sat there and had a conversation, and we ate and stuff. And then I got, then I was okay. And then I was just like, I'm going to go to bed. I went to bed and stuff, and I got up the next day. And then I was just like, but it was just that one thing. I think that really helped me that time. Um, but, yeah, you guys are right. I mean, you go to, you, you attend any meeting regularly, you're going to hear all of these all the time. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I know what he's going to say. He's talking about this, so he's going to go to this cliche. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that brought up that story because, you know, the flip side of what I said was like, oh, you get tired of hearing them all the time. Yeah. But you do hear them all the time, and ultimately what that does is it becomes ingrained in your brain. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I said it last time, um, our words, our articulated thought, and so they're, they're suggestive to our subconscious mind. So if we're hearing it and we're saying it all the time, yeah. eventually it just comes, becomes part of that part of the brain where you don't even think about it. And then the next time... Written on the tablet of your heart. Some, yeah, somewhere down mm-hmm. the line, you know... You, when you, you need it, it comes out. It'll come out and you don't even know it. You don't even realize it. Yep. I mean, that, like, say that, that particular phrase won't even enter your conscious mind. Cause yes, you're, you're, you until know, you need it, yeah. Yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. I know I get tired of hearing them, though. <laughs> and the reason why is, like, they're so generic. Yeah. Like, I want authenticity. Like, you know? Yeah. I want to be authentic, and sometimes we have problems, and 
when somebody hits you with that and you're going through it, you're like, I don't want to hear that right now. Randy wants that new man. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean, though? Like, that ain't helping me in my situation. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to hear that, it would have went in my book. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, but yeah, but then, <laughs> but then at the end of the day, they, <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, that's, they do make sense. Mm-hmm. That's why they have stuck around. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why they do say them. And then when you do need them, you've heard it so much, you've read it so much, that it just becomes an extension of what you're doing. Exactly. Kind of yeah. like what you were talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, but, yeah, I think it's like <laughs> you hear them all the time, and it's just like, eh. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But they do work, and they do come in handy, like, in that specific times. And since then, you know, I've been able to um, kind of build up my arsenal, my toolbox. Yeah. So if I do need a cliche during that time, I'll use it. But I got other things too, man. Now I can journal, I can pray, I can reach out to Randy, I can reach out to JC, I can reach out to other accountability people. I can pray and just sit still. Pray. Be still. To pray just to make it. To There's one for you. Let go and let God. Yep. Mm. I don't like that one either. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's true God, though. God will never give you more than you can handle. Ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> that one No no let go And let God thing I don't like it Cause like I wanna hang on to it You know I wanna be uh, in control uh, yeah, So that's yeah, why yeah. I don't like it And it, when you really Think about that I mean if you really Put some deep Honest thought into it You realize that There's very little That you can't control But the one thing You can't control Is how you think And, rea- and react Or respond We'll say respond right Yeah respond yeah. How you respond to things yeah. You can control that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I find like res- my response, especially like somebody's coming at me some way, like I don't even say anything. Because like a lot of what people do and say, like especially they're coming against you, is like has nothing to do with you. Like it's something with them. Man, that's that's crazy. Uh, I went through that with uh, my boss about a month or two ago. Oh, hey, tell me, yeah, yeah. Like I was going through that, and then. I kind of came to a conclusion. I'm like, you know what? I told my coworker, I said, that's something that he has to work out, not me. Yep. And I go, I'm not, from this point on, like, it's not going to affect my day. I go, but until he works it out, I go, I just keep doing what I have to do. Yep. And dude is like, after that, it must have got back to him because then he started working on it. Yeah. Which is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why I said it to my coworker was I knew that it was going to be repeated back then. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but it just changed the whole dynamic in the office. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that, that also reminds me of what I heard at, at work too. Did I tell you about that, that uh, Indian burial ground thing? Yeah. Did I say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, think you said no, it on a podcast. You send it to the group chat. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, well, so I was at work and one of the upper management there, one of the dryers wouldn't work. Yeah, and it keeps break, keeps breaking down, keeps breaking down, and he made the comment, "I don't know what's going on. Maybe we built it on uh, Indian burial ground." And if that doesn't appall you, yeah, then then that makes me wonder about you too. Like if you don't, because there is like the the underlying meaning of that. It might seem innocent to some people who don't know. Yeah. So, but the underlying meaning of that is like you know what is that supposed to mean? Like my ancestors are evil spirits. Yeah. Or, you know, um, 
I don't even want to get into. I don't want to get into it because yeah. it's just it's just so, such an ugly thing to say. That's for another episode. That's for episode thirty eight or thirty nine. But you know, like talking to <laughs> like like how Joe's. <laughs> That's a whole new episode. That's Maybe a whole episode new podcast. Four. Maybe episode four. Uh, that's a whole different rabbit trail. <laughs> that's a whole different bag of badgers. Yeah. Bag of badgers. That. I heard that recently, so I like to say it now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and like Josiah said, you know, you go to your accountability people, you tell them the situation, you tell them what happened, and then I kind of said, well, this is how I think of it. You know, that person is either ignorant or racist. Could be both, but I'm just going to chalk it up to ignorance. Yeah, because that's you know. I think that was just but racially insensitive because of all the uh, burial grounds that are being uh, upturned right now. Yeah, and I think the, that was racial. That was kind score. of before too. Yeah, yeah it was oh, before that. Was before? that yeah. Yes, but <clears throat> but even then, the the thing is, is that it it it, it doesn't. That's not me. That's that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Why do? Why should I take that on? Well. Probably saying that because there's natives in the room. If you subconsciously be an and what he thinks about natives, go ahead and do that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna still gonna be happy because I know the truth. Exactly. Like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And like, mm, kind of like what both. I was saying earlier, I could just see you walking, and he, he says that, I'm like, huh? He said that. I'm just gonna keep walking. Well, actually, that wasn't my. I, I turned around and I was like, because <laughs> I heard him say it, and then I was like, what the f- say? <laughs> and then you become the angry native guy. <laughs> But I, but as soon as I said that, I turned around and I was like, "That's messed up." I walked away, and long story short, I got out of there. Yeah, he gone. Probably would have. He gone. Got fired or something. Could have. Yeah, I mean, and and it, well, all that for something that wasn't even on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you would have been the bad guy. Yeah. You would have been the angry native. Would've That's been. okay. That's okay. Say good night to the bad guy. Say the good night to the bad guy. Yes, so. sir. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you want to point your finger at me? <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? You're talking, talking to me? What's that on, then? Money Talks. It's an old movie. Uh, no. Funny how? No. Funny, like, a clown? I amuse you? That's good. <laughs> I know. Just, I changed the, one the whole I, movie. The one I was talking about was Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, hey, man, that was awesome. That was good. I appreciate you gentlemen bringing it, as always, like we always do about this time. But with that, we'll go into our speak on it. And, DJ, if you are ready, why don't you be a nice gentleman and hit me with that B? Certainly, sir. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. This just in. Patrick Beverly is still a punk ass female dog in heat. See you next week. That's That's going to be the theme of our speak on it until we get over it. Man, I still can't believe you pushed him. Did you ever see anything about any comments or statements he might have made to apologize? Or yeah, he apologized. Yeah, he did some like the next day. He said the emotions got the best of me. Um, (laughs) Stuff like that. Yeah. Typical. Typical apology. That old spiel. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can be better. I will be better in the future. Apologize to all the fans out there, especially the youth. See how I'm just coming off the top of my head. <laughs> well, you know what that reminds me of? Was I, I think it was yesterday I watched a, a video of this guy um, just going off on these some black residents in his neighborhood, and he was using the N-word. Oh, I see oh, that. Pointing his finger at him, and why don't you get out of here? And I've yeah. run. Come to my address. At yeah, bye, 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 this bye, is bye. where I live. This is my house. Come see me. And he was like, I ran out N-words like you before. Dang. I'll do it again, or you know, something like that. They so drop they, him? <clears throat> no, they protested against him. Those people Bro, like hundreds. Oh, of, is that why? Oh, yeah, that's what that video like, was. I seen the video they, where they, they arrested went, him. There was like a mob yeah. of people there, remember? And they started throwing stuff at him when yeah. the cops brought him out. But he, he came back afterwards, and his statement was, all, oh, I was drunk, and I didn't mean anything that I said, and I can be better, just give me a chance, and yeah. that kind of. Yeah, we'll that see. kind we'll of see. stuff always kind of. Uh, and I'm always, I'm always, you know, I'm be, I'll be the first one to say, yes, everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. But you're going to have to earn that. Yeah. He's going to have to go volunteer at the local Boys and Girls Club for like a decade. I think it was like Will Smith or somebody said, somebody famous was like these, it, nothing's changed. They're just being filmed more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, about yeah. everything that's coming everybody out. Has yeah, everybody, everybody has a phone. Everybody has a camera. And it's like nothing has changed. It's just like they're just being filmed more. And, and even myself, like, man, I find myself, like, being more mindful about where I park and, like, even getting angry in traffic. Yeah. Because there's a thing on social media called Belling's Reckless Drivers, and it's like I never, I don't want to end up there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't see my car on there, did you? No. No, I'm uh. just kidding. No, but it's like, I'm you a, know, I'm a safe that type of stuff, it, it just kind of makes you think twice. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like that. Someone cuts you off, someone's driving out crazy, get rolling, rolling down your window and saying something to them. Yeah. Like, I, like, on, like, especially if my kids are with me, man, I'm just like, I better not say anything. I don't know what these people <laughs> have in their car, you know, because we're in, like, we're living, like, in America. Yeah. All these, uh, we're in a, living in a red state. They probably got all kinds of guns Most in Most patriotic state. Yeah. They probably all. <laughs> They probably got a handgun sitting on their lap as they're driving down the street. Did I tell you about the other day, too, when that, that woman flipped me off? Uh-uh. Yeah, well, I just now, I think it was when we had that speaker meeting. And I was going oh, up okay. there. <clears throat> but I was going to go to um, Holiday first, and I was driving towards Central. And I was nowhere near the light. I was just now coming around the corner, and there's these uh, three people walking walking across the street. Oh, not, yeah, on, yeah. not on the crosswalk. They were just cutting straight across the street. And I was way back there. And I didn't swerve at him. I didn't honk my horn. I didn't do anything. And this lady's walking across the street, and they were out of the way, so I was just going by, and she just turned around and just gave me the bird out of the blue. <laughs> and I did, that's when I honked. And I was like, ah. <laughs> What the hell? You know, like, what is that for? What did I do to you? I mean, uh, you're not even uh. supposed to. First of all, you're not even. There's a crosswalk a hundred yard or a hundred feet that way. Use it. Uh. But now you're trying to flip me off because I'm driving down the street. I mean, uh. yeah. but I thought I got a kick out of it. It didn't really, you know, bother me. I thought, <laughs> wow, man, some people. It's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, let's crazy. let's get to the original. Oh yeah, Patrick Beverly is still a. Yeah. yeah, I got Sons and Five. Who do you guys got? I say six. Yeah, Sons and Showback. Oh, we, we already shot about the. <laughs> we already talked about this in the group chat. Huh? Yeah. yeah, no, it's us. I 
Suns, man. I mean, Suns. I'm I'm rooting for the Suns, but man, I was shocked at how easily they won. Yeah, like I was like, what? They, but like I said, they went right after uh, Brook Lopez. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what he had, he he what he had like five threes on him too, didn't he? Yeah, Brook. Yeah, he yeah, had, he had like, a good game. But if I we, think it was just like it, it was kind of like Chris Paul like had like a. I don't know. He just came out and played phenomenal, dude. He like he was in control of the game. Yeah, like he basically controlled the like you know, and and I think like in his sixteenth year, he knows what he wants. He's prepared his whole life. Yeah, and he he's so close that he's playing at a higher yeah at, at a higher level than he ever has before. Yeah, um, he's kind of taken over even mm-hmm. for from Booker. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think they just took the ball out of Booker's hand and they gave it to CP3. Yeah, and basically, like, control the, the pace, the tempo. And what? And he knew that every time they set that high pick, that high pick and roll, that they would switch. Yeah. yeah. They would end up with Brook Lopez on And that's it. what he yeah. wants. And so he, he, he just, just lit him up. Just took him. Yeah, took just him. <laughs> he can take him any time. It's crazy, though. He's old. Like, I mean, not old, but... No. Dog, we're about to say we're like he's like an right at the elder. Same yeah, yeah, he's an like, elder and uh, he's an elder statesman in NBA. In NBA, yeah, and, and it's just <laughs> man, it, it, it's amazing to watch. Like, I'm rooting for them because I I know like he's going to retire soon. Yeah, and I know like watching previous players, like I didn't appreciate Kobe, rest in peace. Yeah, when he was in the mm-hmm. late latter stages of his career. I didn't appreciate, like, Shaq. I didn't appreciate KG. Like, I didn't appreciate them. Yeah. And then now, like, I'm in a new state of mind. I'm like, man, like, it's we're not ever going to see another CP3. Nope. Like, seeing, like, these guys are, I'm, I just turned 38, so these guys are a little bit younger than me. So it's like, man, like, you kind of identify with them. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, they're like, you grew up with them. You grew, like, when you were becoming a man, you watched them play. Yeah. And that kind of brings back a little bit of nostalgia for me. For sure. So I'm like, CP3, man, you're always good. I w- you never had a championship. I want to see you win. Yep. Because the way that I look at the Bucks, I'm like, man, you guys are all young Bucks. Yeah. Young. Like, you know, you're Pun young. intended. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're young. You're, 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 you still got another shot. But CP3, like, he's probably going to be out the door within two, three years, maybe. Yeah. Giannis, don't even jump fence yet. Yeah. Yep. Don't. He doesn't even jump the fences yet. Still, still crawls under <laughs> them. Still crawls under them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm picking what the heck them. Is this guy talking know? about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. Bucks, deer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just go well, around. What's <laughs> crazy? Have you? Did you see the deer uh, deer park or whatever they called it out there in Milwaukee when they won uh, the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh yeah. They were like estimated like twenty five thousand people out there. Ah, there were so many people. And then that first game, they showed it again. They showed all of them leaving. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even over yet. Yeah, like, it it's kind of like, like if it was at their home stadium, you, yeah. know, you see them walking up the yeah. stairs and whatnot. Y'all leaving Deer Park? Man, if I ever get an opportunity to go to a game and then, like, whoever's, like, if, even if they're getting blown out, I'm going to sit there and watch. Well, yeah. Yeah, Especially if I'm down there. You have yeah. to because you pay, like, $1,000 for a seat. Heck, yeah. Like, I've been to NBA games, but it's always up, up top. And those seats are, like, 50 bucks too. They're not that. They're not bad. They're not bad. No, no, no. You can still see the game pretty good. No, I'm not. Like, the prices? Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to, like, L.A. Like, I didn't go to the Stable Center or. Yeah. I think it depends on what market you go to. 
That's that true determines too. the price. Oh, like yeah. You would think that it's, the Staples Center is going to be a little bit more than, say, Minnesota. Yeah. Or, yeah, Denver. So. so, like, I go to Minnesota and watch the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. But we always get, like, the mid-level. There's a certain section that we like to sit in, uh-huh. you know, and those ticket prices are, like, one-something. Oh, really? Yeah, bad. which is kind of, you know. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's good for NBA. Yeah. But you're still pretty close. Can you hear him talking trash? Yeah, you can hear, like, you can see everything. Like, you walk down the little ramp, like, you know, right by yeah, the yeah. player's tunnel. It's like, yeah, it's cool. Nice. Um, but, but more, yeah, like in L.A., I heard can, there. Can they hear you? Probably, but. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the Metro when you go there. And, metro. Yeah. <laughs> right on. No, I think, like, um, <clears throat> part of the game, like, what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like CP3, especially at the end there, just controlling the game. That was that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for them, the Suns. Um, we'll see how tonight goes. Yeah. I, I'm, I think it's sweet, man. I've been reading, I've been reading in the in the groups and the and the people are saying sweet. A lot of them are Suns fans, but <laughs> sweet. I, I don't like know. To see it sweet. Uh, I, I think like Bucks to, are going to take one of them at least. I, I definitely like to see the Suns win because just because of the connection I have with Arizona. Yeah, having lived there for several years, mm-hmm. Did, not in Phoenix, but in Tucson, but still, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Um, Lemon Mountain, but I, Mount I will. Lemon. What, what, I, what I, yeah, that is. Yeah. Good, good on you. I went out there. Uh. I went to a bachelor party out there. <laughs> we went out to Tucson before. Yeah, I remember. Uh, well, my in dad. Phoenix. My dad used to work at a a school on the Tahana Autumn Reservation, Papago, but they're they call Papago themselves Papago Buttes. But um, so this this school was like you say in the middle of the desert. This school was just in the middle of the desert, and these kids never seen snow or anything. And so they had a a field trip. So we got to go up there and go camping on on Mount Lemon, and there was just this little patch of snow on the side of the side of the mountain on the side of the road. Yeah, and um, my dad was one of the chaperones, so he stopped. And I jumped out, and then I ran to the top of that mountain, and I kind of put my, you know how we do, yeah, put yeah. the foot down and kind of ski down there like that? Yeah. Man, those kids are just like, wah! And like, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, get up there and try it. None of them would try it. They didn't want to <laughs> slide down that ice. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy, yeah. I got oceanfront property in, in Arizona. Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. Hey, all right. <laughs> Finally, Mighty one we all know. <laughs> but uh, I would love to see it go to Game 7, though, to be honest. That'd be I good. Would, that would be fun. It would be fun. Yeah, it'd be good to see a good series. Yeah. Especially I mean, if they're balling. I want to see these blogs, man. Which I've, is kind of crazy because basketball is going to end for a while, and I'm like, I'm kind of bummed out, to be yeah. honest. Well, well, we, we got the Olympics football. right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, you hear they're not going to have fans? No. Yeah, that's what they, they just come out. When is it, like today or yesterday or something? I think it was yesterday when I heard it. Yeah, the mayor of Japan. Where, oh, it's in kidding. Japan? Is it Japan? Yeah, the mayor of Japan the mayor said of that. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't we catch got, that. We <laughs> Usually we don't. Then we, then we the, chairman, then, the chairman of Japan. The chairman yeah. of Japan. <laughs> Usually we don't catch it until we listen later and then we go to the group. group what are they out there like, anyway? Like the prime minister or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The emperor. Something. Yeah, Something. the emperor strikes back. Emperor. Uh, Empire. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I I think I was almost there. What did you say? Prime know. minister? Yeah. That, not maybe. I don't That's know. kind of like Britain or somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, we've had listeners from Japan. If you're still out there, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let us know. Hit us up. 
So you got sons in five? Yeah. Sons in... I will say six because what, what I was going to say earlier was that I was surprised at how well Giannis played having, after what happened. Man, did you see oh. what he did with me? Oh, my God. Man. That was gross, man. So he went out there uh, and he, he, played pretty, he played a tough game. It wasn't his best game, but the fact that he was even out there was Dude. like... He said it didn't even bother him. Oh, I don't know, man. See, that kind of stuff, man, makes me kind of go start thinking that clones... Conspiracy theory <laughs> this is real. You got to with YouTube, bro. <laughs> but hey, that's exactly what I. Is that what, that, that, yeah. I remember when we were texting each other back and forth because you sent me a video and yeah. I watched it and I can't remember what it was, but I texted him back and I was like, "Bro, are you okay? Do, you, do, do, do we need to hold like an intervention or something?" <laughs> no, I think your first message was like, "You got too much time on your hands." <laughs> And then I said, the truth will set you free. And he started fighting. <laughs> That's why he's always bringing up that flat earth. Because he knows it bothers me. He knows it bothers me. I'm like, yeah. So but, to all our listeners on flat earth. <laughs> yeah. But I got my last word in, so. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, I say, I, I think if, because if, if, you can't count, I mean, they're professionals, you know. You'd like to think yeah. that one team has the advantage, but then they... They somehow make the adjustments. They do what they need to do, and they can squeak out a win yeah. or two. I think they'll get two. Yeah, they're good enough to get one. Two, yeah, I think three, four. Yeah, I think six or seven game series would be awesome. I got yeah. twenty bucks a game on my dad because he he loves Giannis. He loves. Oh, is he? Yeah, Antetokounmpo. 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 I blew that one. So yeah, what he said. I teach you too, pal. <laughs> I got a good one for you. Right. My, my dad, my dad already gave me permission, so I'm gonna tell you this one. So, on, on uh, after I got that hole in one, I told you he texted me and said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go nine with you." So, yeah. I, I went over there and I met him, and we started out. And then uh, the one hole, he hit it out. He hit it in between two trees, and these trees were probably maybe about eight feet apart. Yeah. And I watched him go up there, and he's pushing branches around and doing that, and and he whips out his club, and I thought, well, you know. I was going to tell him, why, why do you try to do that? Why don't you just take the drop? Yeah. And he tried to hit it out of there, and he hit that ball, and it hit that tree and came back and hit him, boom, <laughs> right oh, in the forehead. Man. So all I heard was a... <laughs> <laughs> he kind of goes, ow! And I, <laughs> I was sitting in the cart, man. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. And I, he goes, I didn't want to take my drop. <laughs> Man, I would have taken the drop. Oh man, that made me laugh. But he then at the he landed in the same spot and he still tried to hit me. <laughs> the second time he got it out of there, but I was like, this guy. Uh. Oh man, that was so crazy. I did. That's it funny. Did it leave a mark? No, well, that's what I was gonna no, say. Really. But it, but did he get crazy, a red though, spot like sunburn? Because it was like um, the bill of his hat and then his glasses uh. right in between them. It's oh, like, boom! Perfect red, spot. Yeah. Red dot. And it, it made that the same noise it made when it hit that tree. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ow! <laughs> oh man, I I laughed for about three holes after that. That I couldn't get that. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh shoot! So good times. It's fun to go out golfing. You get stories like that. Yeah. Well, shout out to your dad. Hope he's feeling better. Yes, yeah, sir. Hope you're <laughs> feeling thought, better. Sir. Take the him, drop next time. Take the drop. I told him next time we go out, or we'll get you a helmet <laughs> with a face mask. <laughs> face <Yeah>. mask. <laughs> oh, oh man, sweet. that was a good one. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a good finals. I'm looking forward to getting home and watching the end of this game. Anybody got the score right now? 
No. Nope. This guy's been on his phone the whole time asking. That's what I'm trying to watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you make it sound bad. <laughs> I just had to throw you under the bus real quick. <laughs> I know. 45-53. Uh, who's about up? 10 minutes ago. Oh, 10 minutes ago. 11 point lead. Bucks are into halftime. Yep. Oh, wow. All right. So so they're check this. Le- I check think out. they're leading the Bucks. Noise. Noise. Right. Noise. All right, well, cool, man. Shout out to all of our listeners all over Flat Earth. We appreciate you. We love you. Keep the shares going. Keep the subscriptions going. Please tell all the aunties and uncles about us, the kookums, the kalas, <laughs> the grandmas, the grandpas, your cousins, um, your cousin that owes you money. Please tell them, too. We'll get on them for you. That's Yeah, that's the one you're going to be looking for anyway, so. Okay, so I want to leave you guys with this. All our listeners, we love you, so I'm going to sing to you. I got oceanfront property in Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. Some oceanfront property in Arizona. If you buy that, I'll throw the golden gate in for free. Oh, hey! Episode 36, that's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Deuces! Bye! What's up, Hollerichi boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.